I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, and welcome back to the latest edition of Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I am Danny Merlino with Grow Your Occupancy, and today I have Tiffany Marino, the founder and creator of Manny's with Grannies. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me. Hey, so Merlino and Marino, you just told me a little bit ago that your husband's name is actually Dan Marino. So no confusion here. We're all Italian. Life's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be keep, able to keep it all straight. We'll just go first names. Right. There you go. There you go. So, hey, I came across your LinkedIn page. I don't know. It's been a few months now and started following you. Um, I think somebody had shared and I was like, Ooh, that's a really cool idea. And clicked on one of the videos and instantly fell in love with what you are doing. So share with the world and our viewers, because you're not from the senior living space, right? But- have this incredible passion for creating this podcast. So share with us the premise of your podcast and where this passion came from. Yeah. So the podcast is called Manny's with Grannies. And I, for each episode, I sit down with an older woman, usually over 70, and I give her a manicure and we just talk about her life. We just have a casual, friendly conversation. And then I record the conversation and I turn that into a podcast episode. And it's it's fun. It's just a really good time. Um, <clears throat> my husband and I have our own business where we build websites, we create content for websites, and we also produce podcasts. So I was already in kind of the media podcasting realm. And, you know, everybody has a podcast. Danny Merlino has a podcast. (laughs) It's the cool thing to do nowadays. Um, Yeah, so I live between South Philly and the Allegheny National Forest. And I, I like to volunteer. I believe in giving back. And living in the city... I tried a lot of different volunteer um, opportunities, but nothing really stuck for me. I don't know if it was, you know, just a small fish in a big pond sort of thing, Um, but I never really found a good fit for myself that was long-term. Then I moved to the Allegheny National Forest and I live here part-time and this is a aging community here. Um, it's a beautiful area, but it's rural and the population is declining because it's aging and young people aren't moving to this area. I love the area as a young person. It offers a lot as far as outdoor recreation. Um, I can see why somebody younger, maybe in their 20s, might want to go out and, you know, find something else. But we're hearing a lot about people coming back here. Anyway. I was looking through the local papers and every week in the local paper, they were advertising for volunteers at different um, aging facilities. 
and they would mention different things, you know, hairstylists, manicures, reading, and just having conversation. And I was like, you know, that sounds like something I might want to do. I connect with older people and um, I'm in a new area. I don't know a lot of people. So it'd be a way to be social. I don't have kids and I don't drink. So how how are adults social? Yeah, without those things. Um, so I was like, I, I think I can do nails. Like I'm, I'm not, I've not trained at doing nails, but that sounds fun. And I like doing my own nails. So it's something I could try. So I started playing around with that idea. And at the same time is that I was actually really thinking about, I want to do a podcast. What do I want to do a podcast on? So I was, I was really grinding the gears on it and put in a piece of, I really miss my grandmother and my great grandmother. And I was listening to an audio book that took place during the Great Depression, which is when my great grandmother grew up and she had stories of her own about growing up during the Great Depression. And I wish I could rehear those stories and hearing listening that to that audio book about the Great Depression gave me a different perspective that now I have different questions that I wish that I could ask her from this new perspective. And I'll never get those answers. I'll never be able to hear those stories from her, but I can do that for other people. Mm-hmm. Even though I can't have it, there's plenty of women, every woman, every person has a story to tell. Even if you think you're not interesting, you have a story. And even though I can't have it from my own family, I'm so happy to be able to do it for other people. So I took all of those things and kind of just put them together and it's been great. It's, it just is all kind of falling into place. Uh, gave me goosebumps. I, you know, it, it <laughs> it's, means a, a- it's a long story. I need to figure out a way to, to give <laughs> no. my elevator pitch that isn't like so long. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Cause you have, you know, the podcast and marketing experience, and then you have this passion and you just marry them and it's, it's perfect. Yeah. And I think anybody who has ever lost someone or, or lost a grandparent can really relate. I lost my grandfather a little over a year ago, and I do have little just snippets on my iPhone of him playing with my kids or telling us about, um, you know, when he was in the army and those stories are a funny story of him growing up and, you know, and they're, they're quick 30 seconds. And not only is it the story and that legacy, but it's hearing his voice too, right? Like it's so meaningful. And I I can remember being in, oh gosh, eighth grade and having to interview a a family member. So my great grandma was still alive and that's, I'm probably older than you. That's like what we saw at like the big camcorder. So I remember like my dad doing like the camcorder and me sitting there like reading my questions and you know, I still have it on a, a VHS. So I need to probably flip that into something more modern. Um, but it's so incredibly special and important. And of course, my kiddos have never met her, but I can say, hey, this was Papa's mom and look how sweet she was and her stories. And you're passing on legacies. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've said, you know, I can I can retell my great grandmother's stories. But it's not the same without her emotion. 
Mm -hmm. telling it without her voice and the the truth that she would speak into it right Um, that's so cool that that you have that for yourself and your kids that's awesome so important so you so you're in that philly philadelphia area right and so you are just reaching out to senior living communities in that area and you're like So I I actually, I started it in the like Warren, Pennsylvania, Allegheny National Forest area. Okay. Um, And yeah, I just, I was actually volunteering at an event. I was bartending at an event and uh, the woman who was paired with me is a CEO for a senior living facility. So at this point, I had only talked to my husband about the idea. I didn't, I hadn't told anybody else about it. And I ran it by her just, Hey, this is something I've been thinking about. And she loved it right away. And her reaction kind of solidified to me like, okay, I I might have something here. And um, she offered like, Hey, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. So I emailed her right away and we, we worked out some details. Um, There was some, a little bit of red tape that we had to to get through and, and some obstacles we need to work through. So in the meantime, while her and I worked through that, I just really reached out to a lot of people that I, I, the few people that I did already know in town. And um, I made postcards. I actually have, there's a postcard right here, but I made these postcards um, and they just kind of like have a picture of me and they, they have a little description of, of what the pot, what a podcast is. And then what the pot, my manny's with granny's podcast is probably important to tell that clientele what a podcast is so that's good (laughs) I'm trying to you know reach the right demographic um so we we really just started kind of handing them out and talking to people and leaving them in in businesses around town and I reached out to one of my friends here who has told me about their mom who had just turned 90 and how great she is and what a you know interesting wonderful person she was so I specifically asked them will you talk to your mom and ask her if she'll do this with me? I know it it's, you know, out of the ordinary, but trust me on this. Um, and, and she, she was game for it. She was completely open. It's episode one, Jane Conker. And it really, it, that episode, I love all my episodes. I, I really do, but that episode will always just hold a special place in my heart. And I'm so thankful that she trusted me and, was so open and it really just kicked everything off for me. How many episodes are there at this point? I just released episode 27. Okay. You know, you mentioned that she, you're thankful that she trusted you. And that's a huge part of this, of sharing those stories, because it may be some stories that their family hasn't heard or something that, you know, they forgot to tell or something that they want to get out there. So I think that says a lot about you that you are, you know, immediately put somebody at ease and are able to have them open up and, and share with you. So it's a genuine, you know, legacy, genuine storytelling. Yeah. I've, I've had people ask family members asked to sit in on the conversation, or I've been asked if we could do it, you know, maybe at um, a festival or in a public place. And all of that sounds fun. And for maybe another podcast, it would be great. But the intimacy that 
I try to create through the physical touch with the manicure and you know, sitting side by side. I only do them in person. I won't do them virtually to create that moment between us. And if there are other people around, and if there's a camera around also, so I don't videotape them either. Um, you know, it sometimes becomes performative and we mm -hmm. don't realize even it's not on purpose. It just, it just happens. Um, so the, the vulnerability that it takes to open up and I'm a stranger really at that point, I don't know these women when I sit down with them. So to, to open up to me, I'm really grateful for every woman that, that is willing to, to do it. And most of them, I mean, I shouldn't even say most of them, all of them have never done anything this like this before. You know, they have a microphone in their face. Dan, my husband, comes with a camera and they're getting photos. And you know, someone's paying attention just to them. And it's at the beginning of every interview, the woman is always nervous. And I'm a little nervous too. It's, you know, it's natural. So we go in and we set up and we have it, we chit chat at the beginning and that we sit down. And once we get started, it all kind of falls away. And it's just the two of us hanging out. And it's like, we're just chatting. And by the end of it, it's, you know, they're always laughing and, oh, that was so much fun. And a handful of times I've heard, wow, that was like therapy. And it's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's fun to see the the kind of transformation that happens from nervous to excited, at ease. And, oh, wait. That was a good time. <laughs> right. Okay. So here's my question is, so when I go and get my nails done, I feel like it's like the biggest decision of my life, like choosing what color, like, I'm like, why is this a problem for me? Like, is it still going to be like that when I'm 80 or are they, are they quicker to like pick their colors? It's still a process. It's so funny. I, I think it's hilarious when they go to pick their colors everybody's different. Some, I had one woman right off the bat, definitely not red, no red, but definitive. <laughs> and then some women, I think they, I didn't realize going into this, that I would be giving women their first manicure in their eighties, nineties. They've never had their nails done before. And having a color on their nails is, um, a little out of their, out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And there's a lot of natural colors or maybe just clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and that's something I really didn't think about going into it. But even just like the touch of another human's hand, like that in itself is, is intimate. So just ha letting, having them be comfortable with that, you know, that in itself is special yeah. too. Yeah. And I don't think we realize physical touch, how important it is. And, you know, I have a companion, so I, I take it for granted. Mm -hmm. A lot of these women that I've talked to are widows mm -hmm. and we don't think about that. They, they haven't had a lot of physical touch. You know, I'm, I'm massaging their hands. I, I, you know, give them a hand massage during the manicure and, so often I can, you know, they say, wow, that feels so good. Or I can just feel them enjoying it. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, this is a, this is something special that, you know, it's more than just 
creating the audio recording and the keepsake. It's pampering them at the same time and making them feel special. Absolutely. What's been your favorite story to date? Favorite story. I, (laughs) I know I talked about episode one already, but in episode one, Jane talks about at the time her future husband was away at war and he came back and he still had a girlfriend over there in Japan. And I was so surprised that she told me this and the the story that goes along with it with the, you know, he, she had him write a Dear John letter and just the way that she explains the story and tells it in the moment, I couldn't believe she was telling me this story. Especially because it was the first episode, too. I, I really went into it without expectations. And I was, it was a really good story. There's so many. Um, I really love episode 16 is Gloria. And so most of the episodes are in the Allegheny National Forest, Warren County area. But I have done a few outside the area. So Gloria is from South Philly, born and raised. And she is if you ever wanted to know what a South Philly girl is like, okay. that's your girl. She is South Philly through and through. And it's just a fun episode. She's a fun lady and she quizzes me in the episode. It's fun. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Each episode, each episode really sticks with me in a different way. And while the women are are telling me their story and while we're having our conversation, it's hard for me to not drift off into my own mind and think about how I'm, I'm relating to them in so many different ways, whether it be the feel of their hand feels like my grandmom's hands or the, the accent sounds like my grandmom's accent or when Joyce was talking about working at the makeup counter and feeling uncomfortable with the situation I felt like that at one point in my life and being able to put myself in their shoes and relate in so many different ways to these women who are, you know, 40 plus years older than me mm-hmm. and from a completely different area than me and completely different walk of life. And it's just been really cool to, to experience. No, I think it's a really good lesson for the senior living industry, because as a whole, I don't think that we do a good job getting to know our residents and, you know, the day in and day out of running a community is extremely busy. Um, And even if we are collecting the resident life stories, a lot of times they're not being read or we're not utilizing that. And, you know, I think it's a really good reminder that these are individuals. These are people with a deep, rich history and life stories. And sometimes we think of, oh, where they're 80 doesn't mean that they haven't experienced, you know, heartaches and pain or really cool experiences or had amazing careers or, you know, a mom of 12. We just look at them sometimes as honestly that they're old. And we forget that there's so much behind, to be honest, those wrinkles. And I think it's really a shame. So I very much appreciate that 
you're doing this and that you can, you see behind that and that you're bringing those stories out and are sharing that just for the industry as a whole. It's a great reminder for those families. And I bet it feels good for those ladies to, to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. To give them their moment, to be heard, to, to make them feel special. It, it really does mean so much to them. And I've, I've brought Manny's with grannies to several different um, assisted living and, you know, elderly care facilities and to, to give these women a platform is so powerful to see the transformation in just the way they hold themselves from before the interview to after the interview. It's just something that I never thought about beforehand, but seeing it is so cool. And it, while it is cool and I love doing it, it's almost like, well, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it wasn't such a special moment because that means that we're, I don't want to say silencing our older adults, but maybe forgetting that they have so much history to share and that we can learn from that. We don't have to learn hard lessons on our own. You know, they've lived it. They've lived through hard times and they've survived it. And they're here to, they can tell us about it. If we just sit there and listen, I, I know I'm, you know, uh, I, I do this with my husband's mom. She has fantastic stories of immigrating from Italy in the seventies and, you know, live, growing up in Italy with her family. And she tends to tell the same stories, which, you know, <laughs> we do. And I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, I know. I, I know your dad was a bread baker when, when you were in Italy, like I've heard it before, but that's what I'm doing now because it's life. And I'm like, oh, I've heard it. But when I can't hear that story anymore, I'm going to want to, I'm going yeah, mm -hmm. to miss it. You know? So, and I think that's something that's common. That's like, oh, oh, grandma, you know, you, you say that all the time. You tell us this story all the time and, you know, kind of the role of the eye or we're not really listening until we can't hear it anymore. And then the grief sets in and we're all terrible at dealing with this grief that is a human condition. And I think that's, you know, this, this podcast does that for me. I, I spoke about that at the beginning of our conversation that this really does fill a void for me in dealing with my own grief of missing my own family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I love being able to, to put the spotlight on, people who feel like, you know, maybe they don't have anything to say or they aren't special. When people are telling me, oh, I have somebody so interesting for your podcast. I have this woman that'll be so great. That's fantastic. I want, I'd love to have her on, please. But everyone is interesting. The woman who is sitting quietly, you know, on the side, just sitting in her chair, taking everything in. Oh, my earbud fell out. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear one. her story. Yeah, she is, she is the one who has the stories. You know, she, she will open up and be vulnerable if you give her the time. Just give her your attention and you'll, you'll see and you'll find out some really amazing stories. And if nothing else, I guarantee it'll be a good laugh because these women are a riot. 
I bet. I bet. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I think everybody in the area should be reaching out to you to offer this to their residents. So how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So we have a website. It's manniswithgrannies.com. Manny's is spelled M-A-N-I-S, then with grannies, G-R-A-N-N-I-E-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Manny's with grannies, Instagram, send me a message. You can email me, grannies at gmail.com. Awesome. And you're on LinkedIn. We know that. Yes. Yes. LinkedIn also all the ways reach out to me in all of the ways. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining Tiffany. I love these stories. I am going to continue to follow you and cheer you on. And I really hope that after this podcast, you have some people reach out to you and bring you into their communities to sit down with their their sweet grannies and let's hear those stories. And if, if any communities felt like they wanted to do this within their community, it really is something that can be duplicated. And I, I would be happy to help anybody set up and, you know, help figure out the roadmap to, to get them there and do this also. Awesome. You're the best and so sweet. Thank you for doing this for, for our seniors. Pleasure to have you. Thank you, Tiffany. Thanks, Danny.